0: This week on Disaffected, we're going to talk about the American public's immature demands for politicians and presidents to serve us mommy emotions. The calls for empathy are out of place in a grown-up society, and they should stay in the kindergarten classroom. Then we'll look at a court case in Montana that's going to kick the mommy state into even higher gear. State court this week ruled for a group of youths who claimed the state government violated their physical and emotional health by promoting fossil fuels, and they won. But first, we're going to ask, who exactly is Special Prosecutor Jack Smith? We thought we knew when we sat down to write this show today, but we were wrong, and you'll find it amusing. All that and more this week on Disaffected. When Kevin and I started Disaffected in 2021, we, we said that society was in an abusive relationship with the woke left, the hard left. The social justice left, we said, was acting out the same behaviors that abused children remember from their childhood homes. Emotional instability, fake victimhood to extract resources from others, pathological lying, glib and hostile attitudes to anyone whose views didn't conform to their very specific political ideas and emotions. And we were right. That was what was happening. But over the past few years, I've stopped chalking this up to the hard left or what I called the social justice left because the hard left has become the mainstream left. Today, what we would have called the fringe left is now normative mainstream received opinion. And if you're left-leaning, if anybody listening to this is left-leaning and that offends you, I think it offends you because you know that it's true. We all know it's true. Even those of us who lie to ourselves and others because truth is really hard. I used to lie to myself a lot. I was the hard left. I I know what goes on in people's minds. But yesterday's fringe left is today in control of the White House, the Centers for Disease Control, Almost all of the federal and state judiciary, every university whose name you recognize and almost every state college and almost every community college, the medical establishment, the mainstream media, every state and federal agency are under this thumb, all entertainment companies, all of them, save for sore thumbs like the Daily Wire, they're under the control of the leftist cult, which is mainstream and normal today. Every one of these institutions calls men, women, and women, men, if they demand to be so addressed. They all use phrases like her penis. All of them not only accept, but enforce on others the idea that to love your child is to lie to her, to tell her that she can become a boy, to feed her mental illness and her delusions, and then to make those delusions and that illness permanent with a surgical quinceanera, A coming out party that takes place under a surgical knife and slices off her breasts and peels the skin from her arm to create a flesh tube that we call a penis. Your acceptance is no longer enough. Your tolerance is no longer enough. You are tested to see if you will affirm in public that you not only accept this, but that you love it. You love it. You want to see more of it. You, too, hate people who don't want it and who don't love it enough. Because they hate children, they hate love, they hate freedom, and they're, in fact, not fully human. Everyone knows this is true. It's not exaggerated. This is new normal, and it is a living enactment of famous dystopian horror themes. It's not a joke. It's not an ironic illusion. I'm not saying this to be jocular or hip or cute. Invasion of the body snatchers is real. The midwitch cuckoos are actually breeding in your town. Not illusion, actually. Our masters and mistresses know it too. Our betters. They also know that they don't have to hide it anymore. We're, We're past that. So when, when cultural revolutions begin, when it's still early days for them, the Maoists have to tread lightly. They suggest, they gently introduce alternative terminology that we may wish to consider. They, and they insist that what they're doing, they're doing for justice. They're doing it to help. And once you, the normal citizen, once you have been softened up sufficiently by a few years of this indirect and gentle approach, the mask drops off. There's no need for it anymore. Consider special counsel Jack Smith. He's the career Department of Justice prosecutor who's been tapped to bring down Donald Trump by any means necessary, no matter how illegal, immoral, or how dangerously it has to be done, by any means necessary. Jack Smith knows that he doesn't have to wear his normal human mask anymore. He's observed that there are no consequences for leftist revolutionaries in 2023. Why bother pretending? He's right. And that, everything that I just said to you for the past five minutes, that was going to be this show's opener. Of course, it actually was the show's opener, too. But we have to switch gears. As I was writing this, this script, I took a second look at what Kevin and I had determined was Jack Smith's Twitter account. And here's what it looks like. Um, Jack E. Smith. And I want you to notice a couple of things. Well, actually, I'll get to that. so this isn't really his Twitter account. it's a parody account. But we believed that it was. Why did we believe that? well, because the the brazen gloating in this account struck us as believable. We debated uh, for about fifteen or twenty minutes on the phone. We went back and forth. We were like, this can't be real. it really can't we're somewhere're missing something. We tried to check we we ran multiple different searches we compared things we tried to see what other people were saying um. And in the end, initially, we did decide that it really was his Twitter account um, until we sat down again to continue the script. So the real Jack Smith, the real guy, he has cooked up shockingly flimsy, alarming indictments against Donald Trump. That's a real fact. This man wants to imprison Donald Trump for questioning the 2020 election. He wants to imprison Donald Trump for what the Democrats call an insurrection and what they call an attempted coup on January 6, 2021. But it was Capitol Police officer Michael Brown who shot and killed the unarmed protester Ashley Babbitt. Michael Brown admitted it. Michael Brown said he was proud of the job he did. Michael Brown didn't get prosecuted. The, the Democrats and all major media, however, lied, lied to you, lied to me, lied to everybody and said, Trumpers beat a police officer, Brian Sicknick, with a fire extinguisher and killed him. And they kept saying all the deaths that happened on January 6th. They knew what they were doing. They were conscious of their lie while they lied to you. Notice in this image, uh, in Jack the alleged Jack Smith Twitter account, that Barack Obama follows the account. Does his social media team know this? Do they know it's parody? Do they know what it looks like when Twitter says, followed by Barack Obama. I'm not saying they've necessarily done anything wrong, but the fact that Barack Obama followed it was one of the clues that convinced us provisionally that this was a real account. Yes, I understand that Obama may have a sense of humor. He may find it to be a funny parody. I get it. Just I'm explaining to you how we came to what we came to. Um, Because I know some of you are out there saying, duh, stupid. It was obviously a parody. Yeah, I know. I know, honey. Uh, But if it were obviously parody, just that obvious, we wouldn't have spent 20 minutes talking about this. Um, Take a look at some other samples here. Uh, This one, this tweet says, quote, I wouldn't want to see a former president in jail, Bill Barr. Uh, Alleged Jack says, then don't visit him, Bill, which is actually kind of funny. Uh, Next one. Let's make a deal. I'll clean up this mess and you vote for better people so we don't have to do this again. (laughs) This is exactly the level of smug that I do expect. Yes, I do expect this level of smug from a prosecutor who is willing to indict in the dirty manner that Smith is willing to indict in. You know, it reminds me of that narcissistic lawyer, Michael Avenatti. That's that's what he tweets like. You know, don't tell me you've never seen real alleged adults do this. You sure have. Here's another one from um, from Jack Smith. Good morning from alleged Jack Smith. Good morning. His irrefutable report, he's referring to Trump, will be released as soon as Mike Lindell is done coloring all the pictures. Your patience is appreciated. This kind of snark is totally in line with the Democrats. They hate you if you're blue-collar, conservative, religious, or Republican. They don't actually see you as fully human. So, yeah, part of why we believed this was real was our own political preferences and our own political bias. Yeah, that's what got us. Admitted, stipulated. But that's not all of it. And I don't actually think it's outrageous to entertain that this might have been real. Who today do you trust? Who do you trust? The New York Times has it just lies to the public every day. It calls men women. It says COVID is a deadly plague. It says masks work. It refers to loving families as covens of depraved abuse simply because they want to shield their children from actual sexual and surgical abuse. The, this parody account is the true face of the left. This lie is telling us the truth. This is who people like Jack Smith actually are, even though that's not his account. It's this bad, and it's going to get worse. And it's going to get harder to know the truth every single day because this is happening fast. It's accelerating. It's fast enough that you can almost see it in real time, like the way you concentrate on a clock, clock hand. And if you look really carefully, you can actually see it moving. Good luck, everybody. Now, moving along... I have the misfortune to be represented in Congress by Peter Welch, Congressman Peter Welch. He is the premier example of this sissified, gelded leftist male. He takes his marching orders and he dons his linguistic uniform at the command of party dominatrices like Nancy Pelosi and Hillary Clinton. We're going to go to Peter's Twitter. Here he is congratulating himself on having a statement on the Trump indictments. (laughs) And I'm going to do my best imitation of his voice. If you want to check me against reality, um, go look Peter Welch up on YouTube and uh, let me know how how well or how poorly I did imitating him. So here's his tweet. (laughs) No, excuse me, not Congressman, Senator. (laughs) I'm even less lucky than I thought. Peter Welch my statement on the fourth indictment of Donald Trump. Donald Trump's apparent willingness to bend our democracy to its breaking point for his own personal gain is heartbreaking. The case outlined by District Attorney Willis presents another example, presents example after example of unacceptable behavior by the former president and his co-conspirators, deception, intimidation, and a total disregard for the sanctity of the vote. Just as I said, following the former President's first, second, and third indictments, no person is above the law. Everyone deserves a fair trial and a legal process free from interference. The justice system must be allowed to work its will. <laughs> I want to slap the shit out of myself right now. <laughs> heartbreaking? Is it heartbreaking, Peter? Mommy? Heartbreaking? You know, you know, why I'm doing this, too, because there's Peter Welch, it has a sissified version, um, but it's the old, old Vermont accent that you don't hear much anymore. And I, sh- I shouldn't I shouldn't dunk on it, I suppose, um, because, you know, the homogenization of language and accents isn't actually a great thing. But it, it actually drives me crazy that old Vermonters pronounce things this way. I live on an Apple firm. I live on a firm. I use credit cards. I drive a care. I mean, it just drives me nuts. Um, but it was actually, uh, yeah, he took it from Nancy Pelosi because she released a statement last week that it was just heartbreaking, this place, our country. so just heartbreaking. Now, let's go from one liberal hellhole to another, Austin, Texas. The Austin... Independent school district is shuttling, that is driving, actually physically driving, kids to pride events, their students to pride events, and they are endorsing the content of these pride events, and they're giving out to the students t-shirts that promote pride. So that is LGBTQIA plus plus spirit two plus backspace acronym blah blah blah. <clears throat> Here's a screenshot from the Austin Independent school district. It's got the uh, the rainbow and the uh, the raping chevron that comes in and violates the rainbow. Austin ISD Pride Week. <laughs> in parentheses, el español está disponible bajo. Press nine. Every year to celebrate LGBTQIA plus students, staff, and families, Austin Independent School District hosts its own Pride Week, a time to highlight the district's commitment to creating a safe, supportive, and inclusive environment. This year's I was gonna say this week's year-long
1: celebration. <laughs>
0: Tell me it doesn't feel that way to you, too. <laughs> this year's week-long celebration, oh uh, well, this is in the past, March 20th, 25th, blah, 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 which aligns with National LGBT Health Awareness Week. And they use a bunch of hashtags when they're uh, congratulating themselves on Twitter about their pride event, and I misread the hashtag. I'm sorry. I can't put it on your screen uh, because I forgot to to pluck it out as a graphic. But I kept reading this hashtag: like, #AIDSproud. #AIDSproud. What are you? Are they? Are they actually saying they're? A- no, it's not that. It's it's A I S D proud. Austin Independent School District. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have I'm have my own hashtag. Egg proud. Eggs proud. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So here's from uh, Washington Post story about um, about the school district. The Austin Independent School District in Texas is facing backlash off- after offering free shuttle service to the Austin Pride Parade held August 12th. The free shuttle service was offered to Austin Independent School District students, staff, as well as their families. The website encouraged those attending to wear pride costumes as well as rainbow colors to the event. It also stated that a limited supply of free T-shirts would be given to Austin Independent School District. Given by Austin Independent School District to those using the shuttle. (sighs) While both elementary and middle school students were required to have an adult chaperone accompany them. Any old adult? anyone will do, right? It did not say that the chaperone needed to be a parent or legal guardian. (laughs) Ah, The website made no mention of a chaperone being required for high school students using the shuttle. The website about the shuttle service said, quote, we are taking to the streets to show who we are. The Austin Pride Festival theme was keep Austin Queerd. let me spell that for you, disaffected audience, Q-U-E-E-R, apostrophe D, Queered. <laughs> With the festival website stating, all caps, we stand our ground, exclamation point. And continuing supporting the drag community and, quote, fighting for trans rights. The parade was part of the Austin Pride Festival, which included a drag queen story time. Mm -hmm. Video shows students from the Austin Independent School District leading the parade, end quote. Because, of course, why wouldn't they be leading the parade? Children are our little familiars these days. They are little mini-me's for narcissistic adults, and they service our needs and deflect from us so that we can say, look, it's the children going for their freedom so that we don't have to take responsibility, and we're not seen as the puppeteers who are manipulating and abusing these children. What does all of this have to do? What does any of this, Austin School district have to do with school? What does it have to do with the curriculum? What does it have to do with reading, writing, or arithmetic? I'm sorry, I know those aren't allowed anymore, but I'm old now, I forget, okay? You're gonna have to give me a little time to bring myself up into the future and understand that these things that we used to teach are in fact very, very bad. Tell me how this isn't religious indoctrination of the students. Tell me how it's not political, partisan indoctrination. Here's a picture of the, uh, this is of course exactly what you think it is. The teachers, the staff members, what are they? They're white women in their 20s. They're liberal white women in their 20s who, take a look at them. I know you're going to think I'm getting real picky this time. How does that, how, th- is that how teachers dress now? Yeah? You just wear your skin tight jeans? Yeah? So you can be a hot teacher? Right, Ashley? I, 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 it's, I, uh, let's move along, it's time to get to a break soon. <laughs> All right. Do you like Disaffected? Do you like it very much? Then you should help produce it. We need your financial support to produce this show, to grow it, and to keep it going. And we've got some goodies for for, uh, for the kind people who put their money where my mouth is. Sign up on Substack. Go to disaffectedpod.substack.com or sub- sign up on Subscribestar. Go to subscribestar.com forward slash disaffected to get all up in our private Discord chat server. It's great, it's an island of disaffected misfit toys and damaged former children, and there are more than 400 of us already there just waiting for you. When you join, you will get fabulous prizes, like me calling you a whore with absolutely no context whatsoever. <laughs> this is a, I did a little screenshot this is a very typical exchange here um, one of our members said my alcohol ass thought that you meant and I just said whore <laughs> you know you want me to call you a whore come on, come on uh, plus also you'll get practical things like meal planning tips like this one which is simply God I love hamburger helper join now see you after the break can't get enough of our love baby that's because you're not subscribed move that thumb over to the great big old subscribe button on your podcast app so you never miss an episode we put out audio only exclusive content that you won't get on any other video platform so make sure you subscribe today looking for a non-woke place to put your money where your mouth is put it where my mouth is Disaffected supporters get access to our private Discord chat server, backstage episode recording sessions, surprise guests, and more, and all it takes is $10 a month. You've got two options. Either Substack, visit us at disaffectedpod.substack.com, or go over to subscribestar.com disaffected. Remember, choose the $10 level or higher for Discord access. Welcome back. There's a young woman. You may have seen her on social media this week. She choreographs flash dance mobs. They just show up in places and start dancing like they were on the set of a, a music video. Uh, and she got in trouble this week and she got thrown out of target. <laughs> now I think she's good. I like her music. She's talented. Um, Kevin really likes her. Take a, take a look and a listen um, to one of her videos that she just put out. Was another girl every corner there's a ghost the memories are cold.
2: We up I look it, so just
0: I like it. Kevin really likes this, Um, and I I think we figured out why we were talking in the break. Um, When I hear this, I hear late 80s, early 90s Depeche Mode. I hear Enjoy the Silence. I hear Personal Jesus. That's the musical style. This is very, very late 80s, early 90s goth. This girl's name is Baby Storm. She spells it S-T-O-R-M-E. And um, she is serving us dead Baby doll, realness, honey, and I am here for it. I am definitely here for the dead infant Stevie Nicks um, uh, goth kind of look. Uh, but so here's here's what she did that got her thrown out of Target. We'll roll that one. so torn i'm so torn because i kind of like it but i mean i would have thrown her out too you you just can't you can't take up the entire store aisle like that you can't get 20 you're just not allowed to do that right i like the idea but they were right to throw her out right Shoppers got to get through clear your corpses out she's you know it's i I just i wanted to see the rest of it because she's she's given me michael jackson thriller vibes and i i that is a high compliment Um, coming from me I I think sometimes say that people think I'm being I'm not being ironic that that was the peak of like what Michael Jackson did in Thriller was the peak of that kind of choreography that that super tight clockwork synchronized um, type of dancing has always appealed to me it's probably because that's what I grew up with Um, but baby storm here like so many young people Um, When she didn't get her way, and she's she's young, she looks like she's in her early 20s, she looked for a cultural boogeyman to blame for the problem that she actually created for herself. She pulled the race card. She said somebody did a racist to her. Here's um, a screenshot from Fox News. A TikTok singer says, Target employee is a racist for calling the police on a music flash mob. Um... And she did say that she was racist. Um, I did see the tweet with my own eyes, but the tweet has been deleted. Kevin and I looked everywhere to find it. Uh, She's got some good people scrubbing shit from the Internet because I know I saw that. Um, But I want to talk. I want to talk directly to her. Baby Storm. I want to call you Baby Storm A because the, (laughs) the end of it. So if that flops out, I'm sorry. If you're watching, scooch a chair up here. You have an open invitation to come on the show. I would love to have you on the show. Wouldn't you like to have a real talk with somebody who actually likes your work and thinks you're talented but thinks you are a little bit full of it for the racist thing? I think we could have really good fun. We could have an actual conversation, two adults talking to each other uh, without hating each other. I would love it. So please get in touch with us. But here's here's what I would want to say to you. You and I both know, Baby Storm, that it wasn't racism that got you kicked out of Target. It was trespassing. You know it, and I know it. Target is not your dance studio. All their base are not belong to you. And that's a narcissistic move to externalize blame. And I think that you're better than that, and I think you know better than that. You're an attractive woman. You know you're an attractive woman. You look good. You're charismatic as a performer. You've got some talent. Um, Your work, again, reminds me and Kevin of, of really the best of 80s and 90s goth pop. And please, work that thriller choreography more. I want to see more of your work, and I would like to see you succeed. Did you know I was your age once, too? And I blamed people's reactions to my entitled behavior on homophobia, and I was wrong in the same way that you're wrong to call it racism. So, at any rate, I wish you luck, but I would like to talk to you. You want to talk to me? Send me an email. Josh at disaffected.com. Let's do it. <laughs> right, this week, Joe Biden, again, made a gaffe. That word is so tired. If you notice that the word gaffe, nobody uses that. The only people who use that word are mainstream reporters. It's like um, no one in the real world talks about people being uh, amid things unless they're writing (laughs) a headline. It's the same thing with with gaffe. Um, Let's... um, Roll a little news clip about this, please, Kevin.
2: Reporters were camped out there for hours. Finally, they got to ask him about those devastating fires. 40 seconds. And this was his response. Will you come talk about the Hawaii response, Mr. President? Aaron, you would think he would have something to say, some words of comfort, some indication if the fed, feds are going to do anything, anything to uh, that you would expect from a leader at a moment like this where a state has been utterly devastated. This is not decency. This is not dignity. This is a man that completely has lost touch with reality. <laughs> I'm
0: sorry. I have to make it. Is that a share impersonator? Because if so, she's pretty damn good. <laughs> she looks great. <laughs> we have a problem here. We citizens, we citizens of the West, particularly Americans, I, I don't know if this, I, well, apparently from watching this news coverage, this is a problem in New Zealand as well. We have a problem of demanding, inappropriately demanding performative empathy from our politicians. I know that it seems normal, and this is gonna strike some of you as weird because it's become very normalized very quickly. But it's only, it's only in the past, I don't know, it's recent that this has become as normalized as it is. We demand that presidents, governors, heads of federal and state agency, we demand that they perform empathy for citizens. And, and that demand is everywhere. Now, we want to see them show sympathetic emotions. We want to hear them say nice things. We want to hear them say that they're devastated and that they're praying for us. And, uh, you know, it's it's just we just want them to hug, hug us, hug us, hug box us. Ugh. It's babyish. This is baby talk. I was going to say it's inappropriate, but I don't. This is not NPR. Um, empathy, performativity, performative emotions. This is not what politicians owe to us as citizens we should not be commanding them to perform their emotions for us and then grading them on this and saying that makes them a good uh, a good president or a bad president or that makes them a person that i want to um, i want to vote for or i don't it's you know what this is it's just the modern feminized version of this of the tired dude conversation that started or at least i started noticing it around the george w bush election where people would say you know, I could have a beer with him, so I'm going to vote for him.
1: I'm,
0: really? Are you Homer Simpson, dude? This is just the, this is the feminine female version of the same thing. He didn't show empathy. I can't believe he did not show empathy. <laughs> this week, the public and the media just absolutely freaked out because Joe Biden didn't show everybody enough empathy. You know, that clip, he was being asked by reporters to comment on the wildfires in Hawaii, the historic and tragic wildfires. The last uh, count I saw was that more than 106 people had died. I'm sure that there are many more they haven't even found yet. The town, I'm going to mispronounce this name, I'm afraid, Lahani, perhaps, um, on the island of Maui, was a historic um, town of historic and tourist interest, wiped off the map. Just wiped off the map even worse than the Paradise California fires uh recently which were horrendous in their own right um so they were asking him to, to uh to, to comment on this and um Biden says no comment now what I'm doing here is not a defense of Joe Biden okay he he doesn't need nor does he deserve defending globally as a president he's a terrible person Uh, But his campaign tagline that he ran of putting empathy back on the ballot was just bloody revolting. He has been a narcissistic, parasitic scumbag for his entire political career. Yes, a scumbag. He is a disgusting man. He's always been a disgusting man. His character is vulgar and low. And everyone knew it, too. Everybody knew it, including the people right now who claim to think of him like he's their bloody grandpa. Um, I think that what happened here was um, was a case of dementia, really. This was just dementia. He, I, I bet he literally did not understand what he was being asked. So although he's a narcissistic scumbag, I, I, I think the dementia has overridden that. I mean, what do you expect? This is who you voted for. This is, you knew this when you voted. You knew it when you voted for him. Um, and this is what you're getting. You're getting a dementia patient. He he does, he's not connected to reality. Um, let's, let's go to, um, we're going to go long on this one, Kevin. Um, let's go to somebody else reacting to this. About the wildfires. He said, no comment. And I'm struggling to see why this is a massive story. Are you struggling to understand? Are you struggling to understand? Well, let me help your incompetent little brain. Sorry to be so belittling to you, but you're being belittling to the family members of the people who they lost in a fire who were burned alive. And the president, the person who we have elected to protect and defend us has no comment on it. It's a big story because it's a big deal. And don't think for a second that if it was President Trump sitting on that beach and a reporter asked him after people were burned alive and he has nothing to say about it, that you would not be livid. You would have made a hundred TikTok videos and taken money off of President Trump's incompetence. You are you should be ashamed of yourself. You have no idea. Gosh, I don't know how much the Democratic Party is paying you, but it, it's literally warped your brain. Money ain't everything, dude. Okay. That was the least convincing use of the word dude I have ever heard in my life. Lance you homo. <laughs> I have to do it I, i'm I'm somewhat sympathetic to Lance. yes, his name is Lance. I've decided that. Don't question me. I'm somewhat sympathetic to Lance. um I understand where he's coming from, but I mean really this I, this took me home. It took me back home. This is the upstate New York accent. Oh my gosh, Oh my gosh. <laughs> that, that's that's how I, that's the that's my natural accent that is suppressed underneath this um, sort of gay newscaster thing that I do oh my god I'm so hungry I think I'll have a salad with ranch dressing <laughs> I expect to run into this guy what was it Kevin was telling me that uh, that gay bar in Elmira <laughs> listen you're being belittling to the family members of those who were burned alive burned alive oh stop Dial it down. Come on. This is the president we elected to protect us. No, sweetie. That's the problem. This is, re- this is the whole empathy thing. He's not your daddy. He's not there to protect you. The, the president is supposed to protect the country from um, invaders, um, enemies foreign and domestic. Yes, that's true. But he's not there to protect you from natural disasters. This is not in a local parentis relationship. We think the president is literally our parent. The president's job is to is 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 mainly to preserve national defense. It's been extrapolated so much far beyond that. But it's not it's not to protect us from fires, from inefficient washing machines, or dirty old incandescent light bulbs. We are a nation of babies, and Ann Coulter gets it. She had a great article this week called debate advice for republicans issues not oprah uh on substack check her out she chastises politicians mainly men but all politicians for talking like mommies and kindergartners instead of talking like statesmen from her article quote as the first republican debate approaches i have an urgent appeal to the candidates please adopt the good things donald trump did and skip the catastrophic parts Although he presided, he presided over the most wasted presidency in history, the 2016 Trump campaign was magnificent, without peer, perfect in every respect. I described the many useful innovations of that campaign in my book, In Trump We Trust. Please start there, Republicans. Eh, a little over the top, sure. She goes on. She specifies, quote, Don't fall into these consultant-created traps of presenting yourself as a weakling, candidates. Remember that you're running to be the leader of the free world. Cat ladies aren't voting for you. Republicans are. <laughs> Damn, man. I'm, yes, girl. Yes. Quote, Do not tell us about the time you were discriminated against. And yes, I'm looking at you, Senator Tim Scott and Governor Nikki Haley. We've all had obstacles and I don't need to hear about yours. Least of all that time in grade school when someone was mean to you. <laughs> and she wraps it up with... Um, Finally, for the love of God, please stop telling us about your families. We don't care about your spouse, your parents, or your kids. In fact, we prefer a first lady who doesn't speak English. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Anne. Thank you. Sticking with the topic of empathy, it it has run amok in the courts. We can see the convergence of both paternalism and maternalism, the demands for mommy to show us kind feelings, and the external locus of control that we citizens have put on our elected officials. We can see all of this in a, a shocking ruling from a Montana state court that came out this week. I've got a picture here. Um, is this... You know what? I, th- I think I may have been. Hang on a second. Yeah. Let me correct myself in the first segment. I, I told you about Austin and I told you that was coming from The Washington Post. I was wrong about that. It was not a Washington Post article. This is The Washington Post article. This one's about uh, headline youths sued over Montana. Hmm, start again. Youths sued Montana over climate change and won. Here's why it matters. The ruling, the first of its kind, is reverberating worldwide, especially among young climate activists, but it still faces hurdles. So this week, Montana Judge Kathy Seeley ruled for this group of youths who sued the state for violating the state constitution. This group claimed that the state violated the constitution by failing to guarantee these children a clean environment. Judge Seeley agreed with them, and she ruled that the state has a legal obligation to protect the physical and emotional health of its citizens. From the Washington Post, quote, The plaintiffs say climate change has jeopardized their recreation, traditions, mental health, and physical health. For the indigenous plaintiffs, Christ, such as 20-year-old Serial Sandoval, (laughs) <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> for indigenous, for the indigenous plaintiffs, such as 20-year-old Sariel Sandoval, climate change further threatens their land and culture. <clears throat> the state, the plaintiffs say, is partially to blame for these harms. Through its promotion of fossil fuels, particularly coal, which produces significantly more greenhouse gas emissions than natural gas. What? What? Excuse me, Washington Post. Did you just say something about natural gas that was not completely condemnatory? Somebody delicensed the Washington Post. uh, That. Come on. These are the people who turn the page, turn the next page in the Washington Post and watch them write with a completely straight face about the horrendous, unprecedented filth pollution of natural gas and why that means your stove needs to be banned. There's no consistency. And don't, no, I'm not, I'm not doing one of those. There's are so he- he- hypocritical. The hypocrisy is the point. That's not my phrase. I can't remember who I got it from. The hypocrisy is the point. It's not that they're not aware that they're inconsistent. They are aware. They're doing it on purpose. They're showcasing the inconsistency. This is a form of bragging. They're saying, "Look what I can do." It's like that uh, that character Stewart um, on Mad TV. Look what I can do, <laughs> right? That's 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 what that is. Um, next quote. As of 2021, Montana was the nation's fifth largest coal producer, and many state leaders are proud of that. But the state also has a provision in its constitution guaranteeing a right to a, quote, clean and healthful environment. And the young litigants argued that the state's actions were unconstitutional, quote. I'm going to read to you uh, a little bit more. The case was brought by 16 young Montanans ranging in age from 15 to 22 years old. The youngest was two years old when the case was first filed in March 2020. Oh, very wise two-year-old, was she not? The named plaintiff is Ricky Held, the oldest, who detailed in her testimony how extreme weather has hurt her family's ranch. The plaintiffs say climate change is jeopardy. Oh, I, I read that to you already. It has the indigenous Ms. Sandoval. Um, so, so the state has harmed the children, it has harmed their mental health. It has harmed their physical health. How? Show me. Ricky, Miss Held, Miss Sandoval, show me. Show me on the doll where they hurt you. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Show me. Show me how you were physically harmed. Show me how the state's promotion of fossil fuels physically harmed you. Liars. Histrionic liars back to the article however there are signs the tide may be turning already the nonprofit group that represented the youths our children's trust has legal action pending in four other states including a constitutional case in Hawaii that is scheduled to go to trial next year and in june a judge cleared a path for a 2015 case brought by the firm our children's trust against the federal government juliana versus united states that allows it to go to trial but for many young activists, the, here's the wind up um, paragraph here. For many young activists, this is a new day. The Sunrise Movement, a climate advocacy group that mobilizes youths, God, they're such bad writers, said on social media that the victory in Montana would have been unimaginable a few years ago and that it is proof that the younger generation is, quote, unstoppable. Piss off. That's what this is all about, the posturing. This is adults using indoctrinated. They're not representing them. They're not mobilizing them. They are using them. Using indoctrinated children, just like Greta Thunberg's parents used her, just like world leaders then used her. They're they're tapping into this new normal insouciance, the whole sort of, I'm youth. I know. I'm wise. I'm youth. I'm better than old people. I know what we need to do. It is so obnoxious. Stupid days. You know, these, these kids, you know they're children of the corn, right? You understand that that's what this is. If you don't, you better understand it. They are that vicious. I'm not, again, not yeah. ironic illusion. I'm not being jocular. I mean what I'm saying. You've been cheering on your little Taylor, your little Caden, huh? You think they... Won't turn on you, because I know they have non-binary pronouns. You think you're safe because it's your kid? (laughs) Have you seen what happens to parents who have a disturbing lack of faith in their children's gender identity? Some of these kids are going to actually hurt their parents. They are. They're going to turn them in, or they're going to physically assault them. You're not safe. You created monsters, Mommy and Daddy, who are so proud of these kids. And you're going to experience their monsterhood. All right, coming up on a break here. um, And... As always, we'd love your support, but I want to show you exactly what you'll get when you support us. Um, I would really like to encourage you to support us through Substack uh, because you're going to get writing that you don't get here on the show. I put out I put out a fairly decent amount of of essays. Some of them are longer form. Uh, some of them are sort of literary. Uh, there's some funnies on there too. The one that I did this week uh, got a lot of conversation going. is called um, "Morning Reductionism: Mental Health Edition," and it's about um, reducing what we think of as separate, standalone mental illnesses down to what I think they actually are, which is a common root. And I use the example from my own uh, my own life, having been diagnosed with major depression, obsessive compulsive disorder, panic disorder, Tourette's like tick symptoms. All of these I reduce down to a base condition. And I use the phrase complex post-traumatic stress disorder for this. So um, that's the kind of thing that you're going to get going right to our Substack page. Visit us at disaffectedpod.substack.com and sign up to become a paid subscriber. We will see you to close out the show. can't get enough of our love baby that's because you're not subscribed move that thumb over to the great big old subscribe button on your podcast app so you never miss an episode we put out audio only exclusive content that you won't get on any other video platform so make sure you subscribe today looking for a non-woke place to put your money where your mouth is put it where my mouth is Disaffected supporters get access to our private Discord chat server, backstage episode recording sessions, surprise guests, and more. And all it takes is $10 a month. You've got two options. Either Substack, visit us at disaffectedpod.substack.com or go over to subscribestar.com slash disaffected. Remember, choose the $10 level or higher for Discord access. Welcome back. Don't forget to subscribe to us on audio because we're pumping out fresh, hot, audio-only content that you ain't going to get on any video channel, girl. We've got a preview for you this week. We're talking to a disaffected member and supporter who writes a Substack called Green Leap Forward and also Principled Bicycling about how cluster B dynamics have ruined actual sensible bicycling policy advocacy.
1: Um, a lot of these bike lanes actually exasperate those, those types of crashes, especially these ones that they're marketing as protected. Ooh, ooh, that is a
0: provocative, provocative name because they are absolutely engineered to kill.
1: And there's a term for those manufactured conflicts because the most common place to get clobbered by a car is either the driveway or an intersection and a so-called protected bike lane does not do the duty of protecting in most cases at either of those locations
0: and that's going to be coming out on wednesday and when you do subscribe on your podcast app um do me a favor if you have an extra minute Rate us and leave a review. I know we don't think to do that with podcasts, audio podcasts as much, but it actually really helps. If you type in a review, it goes into the aggregator system, and it helps our numbers and helps us to spread to more other people. So thank you very much, and I hope you enjoy that show. Now it is time for the mailbag. Kevin, I want. I think we need a special graphic and a little sound cue for this. I'm thinking of um, Mr. Rogers, uh, Mr. McFeely, the delivery man. Speedy deliveries, speedy delivery, jing jing, bicycle bell. <laughs> From the mailbag. This one's from Shannon. Hi Shannon. She says, Quote, My sister just had a moment of disbelief while picking up a pizza. She wanted to pay cash because we're a cash family, and the poor teenager didn't know how to calculate what she was owed in change. So she, the sister, showed him the amount on her phone, and it turns out he had overcharged her by a dollar in change, and he had no idea. How to calculate the difference. She was only vaguely aware of common core math, which this poor kid would have grown up with. So we just had some fun going through some videos where people destroy common core math and also where the method was explained. Her jaw is still dragging along the hallway floor. By the way, we don't have the nasty service issues that you mentioned here where we live in semi-rural conservative Midwest. But yes, life is different and impoverished for young people. Yep, thank you, Shannon. Thank you for saying that. um, I I think People don't believe me sometimes. They think I'm making it up because I say things like, not only do they not know how to make change in their heads, they can't do mental arithmetic, they don't know how to actually do it on pencil and paper, and even worse than that, they literally don't know how to do it on a calculator. On their, phone. They've got a phone in their hand and it does not occur to them to use the calculator. You know why? Not because I'm making something up. Not because Shannon's making something up. Because they don't actually understand math at the most basic level that I understood it in third grade. And that you understood it in third grade. That's real. I don't need math. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the next one is, I'm sorry, uh, unnamed commentator... I saw your name and then I forgot to grab it, but I hope you feel extra seen because I'm reading your comment. Quote, an insane bicyclist attacked my car in Portland the other day. I rode by. He had plenty of room. He had just exchanged curses with someone who was innocently getting out of their car. I made the mistake of looking at him. He chased me through several intersection stops, hitting and kicking my car and cursing and challenging me to a fight. He looked like Antifa. Beautiful trouble. (laughs) Yeah. And finally, you know, I'm still getting... I'm still getting pushback uh, comments on the Sinead O'Connor piece. I'm still getting the angry, aggrieved borderline defenders. But I'm also getting some... um, I'm getting some pushback uh, from the long, I know it was very long, it was 22 minutes, monologue about Karen and Barbara last week. If you haven't seen that show, please go back and, uh, and at least watch that. You know, the, the, what I offered was that women with reasonable, mature, grown up lady complaints about the world around them are being uh, unfairly called Karen. Right. They're 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 being called bitches and picky and all this this other sort of stuff. Well, you know, there is for for some women, for feminist women, mainly uh, who live online, there is no. There's no such th- I was going to say no good deed goes unpunished, but there's no such thing as a good deed. Um, it's never enough. It's never good enough. Wasn't good enough that I made it really clear that a lot of women are being unfairly labeled Karen or bitch. Uh, it wasn't fair. Uh, it wasn't enough. Why? Because I didn't come right out and defend, a, a defend actual women named Karen and say that everybody who used the word Karen in that context was actually bullying these people. Uh, so I got basically screaming um, shrewery uh, from some women. Yeah, I'm talking about you. You ladies know who you are. Please stop using my name as a pejorative. It's misogynistic and sexist. <laughs> One of them says, Millions of women named Karen are bullied every day just because of their name. Shut up, princess. <laughs> I believe, I believe it. I'm, you know, I if if the name Josh became a pejorative that way, I'd be irritated about it too. That is reasonable. I get it. I do. But really, proportion. Anyway, um, this one actually, though, this is from a guy. Unusually, um, <laughs> I mean, they come at me for other stuff, but not usually the same thing the feminists come at me for. Um, <laughs> and again, remind you, 22 minutes I spent on this. Uh, there there was. You may not agree with everything I said in the 22 minutes, but I don't think an honest person could have listened to it and said, I'm not sure what Josh meant. He wasn't specific enough. <laughs> Except for Bo Timberland, 6771. Six, six, Bo Timberland, six, seven, seven, one. <laughs> Quote. Are you advocating for Karen's? I mostly like your takes, but in this case, you've gone beyond. Honestly, care less about what other people do and focus on yourself. Like, no, Bo Timbaland. Focus on your video comprehension skills. God. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, Kevin, he's right too. He tells I've got to take this stuff and stride. I have to not read the comments so much, but I, I know, I know. But man, you see a whole different you see a whole different side of people when you become somebody who's like on a show, right? It doesn't matter how few or how many views you get. It's it's a whole different world the way people see you. It's it's amusing and it's also irritating. All right. Um less amusing, as irritating, definitely more oleaginous. Let's move to Gavin Newsom. Check this out. Um this is we're gonna play this video. It's Gavin Newsom. Um, and I've got this, I've got these new buttons here. I'm trying to make things let's see if this button takes me to to the All right, good. Yeah, now we're on Gavin Newsom. Sorry about that, everybody. Um This is a video we're going to show you, and it's Gavin Newsom reacting to a reporter who is asking him questions about his response to parents in California school districts who are fed up with the gender ideology uh, in places like Murrieta School District. uh, Chico, I think, is the other place where uh, the schools are are they're refusing to obey the state's education diktats. They will not do as the state commands. They will not hide from parents when a child says that he or she is changing his gender um, or wants to be referred to by pronouns this will be uh the parents will be alerted to this they're saying no to the state it's not appropriate to keep secrets from parents so this reporter is trying to uh get him to react to that and there's a couple things i'd like you to pay attention to when you watch this video please the first one is the reporter herself listen to her tone of voice listen to what she says she is scared out of her mind she's scared you can hear her censor herself. You can hear her stopping herself from using specific words on the fly. She's almost stammering. And why? You know, I like what, what, girl, he's supposed to fear you. You're the reporter, you're supposed to have the upper hand. You need to stop being scared. You need to scare him. All right, so listen for that. But Newsom himself, listen to him and watch him. Watch his face and watch his body language. He's extremely irritated. He's very irritated to be questioned. He's camouflaging it, but not very well. Uh, let's roll it, please, Kevin.
2: I mentioned a lot today about parental rights and getting their um, their rights. There was a rally this morning at the Capitol. They, they essentially said that they'd feel like they won't have any rights with the number of the bills that are going on in the Which legislature. Which bills right? were they referring There's to? There's a bunch of them. AB five is one of them, but no, a, majorly, know. majorly around exactly. like LGBTQ students and those trans- transitioning. Can you yeah. give me a comment on that? Because they don't feel like they're going to have any rights. As I parents.
1: just I don't know what their assertion is specific. What assertion? I heard one of them on TV talked about we were sexualizing. I think it was a school board member of T- Temecula, and uh, what it's a. Remarkable statement, I imagine you guys drilled down and made a determination of what they were referring to. I, I, I'm not aware of any effort to sexualize a curriculum.
2: They just don't want, basically what they're, I'm paraphrasing what they were saying this morning, they feel like certain rights or certain ideologies are being shoved down their children, and they want to be able to control what their children are learning at school, and they feel like certain, these some of well, these they have
1: a. They, we have a responsibility as a state. It's laid out specifically as it relates to curriculum. They have, have to have a significant engagement with parents on changing curriculum. It's actually in statute. I hope they refer to that. The LCAP process requires parental engagement, parental advisory committees, school board engagement. In fact, lays out in such specific terms parental rights. We actually have a Bill of Rights of sorts as it relates to the ability for uh, an individual to uh, volunteer, as many parents are in their School to observe a classroom to review the curriculum once it's already established, not just in preparation of it being established as it was in Temecula. 1,300 families over a year were engaged in the development of that curriculum. That's parental engagement by definition. 98.8%. Forgive me for being precise, but I think uh, one has to be precise. 99% (laughs) supported. or or we're simply agnostic. That's parental gay. I don't know what they're referring to. That's, that's, and I think one has a responsibility to do it. What specifically are you referring to? Is it the notion that if you reference someone being gay that somehow that's sexualizing our kids? Is that the case with straight people as well? I mean, if you're straight, is that sexualizing? I don't, I mean, it's, it's rather perverse that I offer that as a rhetorical question because you go, of course not. So by definition, I don't know what it is they're asserting. It's Orwellian, doublespeak, or it's just so profoundly ignorant that they've been ginned up by outside agitators, which I think perhaps is a combination of this. And I'm deeply empathetic because I, I watch some of these poor parents and they've been so misled by these organized groups. Yeah.
0: Huh. Yeah, he is extremely irritated. That was excessive self-defense. Excessive. Why is he doing that? Because he knows he's been caught. But more than that, I mean, did you see the body language? Did you see the facial expressions? The irritated mockery? That Silly peasants. Gavin News... This... Whose book is there's a book with this title. I'm sorry, I'm forgetting the author, Snakes and Suits. That's Gavin Newsom. That's the corporate sociopath, in my view. It's just it's 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 literally a stock movie character. Because that movie character exists. He's he's it. He's the real deal. It's not just a character in movies. That's real. Snakes and suits. He's angry because he thinks he is above having to explain himself. So then he does a bunch of reversals. He says that other people are speaking in doublespeak, other people are speaking in Orwellian terms. He is very empathetic. Narcissistic reversal, cluster B. Black for white, bitter for sweet, dark for light. All right, we're coming up on the end here and I'm gonna end on something actually positive. I wanna give congratulations and a thank you to a local business that took me back at least 20, maybe 25 years, just by the way they treated me. They treated me like a human being and a customer whose patronage actually mattered to them. They are Vermont Artisan Vapor. They're a vape store, for those of you who are not au fait, I am, of course, um, I am still a nicotine addict, even though I don't smoke cigarettes regularly any longer. I do puff on this guy all the time. Um, stipulated, admitted, I'm an addict, I'm hooked on nicotine, I don't care, I'm not interested in not being hooked on nicotine, it's about as bad as being hooked on caffeine. So if you can handle that, I can handle this. So I go down to the, uh, I go down to the vapor store because I need some parts to make the little thing work right. They gave me, an, on multiple occasions, great customer service. Everybody who waited on me was genuinely friendly. Um, I came in one day a couple of weeks ago because my device wasn't working and there are several different parts that you can switch out. I wasn't sure which one was faulty. Um, Not only did they help me, but the owner himself, the guy who was waiting on me, the the clerk who was waiting on me, called the owner at home and said, this guy's got a real problem here. He got his parts blah, 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 blah. The owner actually got in his car, came into the store to help me. That's above and beyond. That's more than you could expect. He figured out that I had inadvertently bought counterfeit parts from another uh, local vape store who will not be getting my trade any longer. uh, Explained to me what the problem was. Showed me visually how to identify uh, really good counterfeits. There's a little difference in coloring in the packaging. Again, more than you expect. This was above and beyond. I was really impressed. And then the other day... I went in just to get some basic supplies, and the spitting image of Susie Sue crossed with Lydia Dietz from Beetlejuice waited on me. And it, I know it's very unlikely that this this woman is actually watching the show, but Lydia Dietz, Susie Sue, I love you. You are you are my girlfriends from high school. You are the girl I hung out with. You are my friend Jessica. Um, your look is bitchin'. I absolutely love it, but. Your way, your manner is just just great. She went out of her way to help me. She went out of her way to make sure that I got all the discounts I might be entitled to. Um, she sold me some things together. She recommended some things that were on sale together that actually did save me money. It w- I, I bought things I actually needed. She was pleasant. Um, it, it was just, it was wonderful. I walked out of there with a smile on my face that lasted for the rest of the day. That's how good I felt just to be treated that well. Uh, in a store. So, Vermont Artisan Vapor, you rock. Keep doing it. And that brings us to the end of the show. Again, visit us, catch up with us at disaffectedpod.substack.com uh, for essays and musings, or find the same thing at slash disaffected. If you become a member at other, either place, you will get access to our private Discord chat server and backstage recording events like uh, um, the up upcoming audio episode we have uh, people get to listen to us record that find us on twitter at the handle at disaffected pod um and don't forget to subscribe on every single platform this has been disaffected known as best podcast west of the rockies have a great week